Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, the Roots Space Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development pull-up chair. Well, I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode with no MLB Rule 5 draft. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Last season, such to the extent that I was paying attention to the Major League Club in the last two months, it was basically, check out how are the kids doing? How are the kids doing? <coughs> how did Manny Rodriguez do in his relief appearance overnight? How did... Michael Rucker do, or whoever it was, whoever it was, the kids. How did the kids do? After all, (coughs) that's mostly what the team was anyway. And if the team loses 7-2, oh well. If the team ends up winning, hey, cool. But the wins and losses at the major league level were almost incidental, much like they are during a minor league season. Excuse me. With no Rule 5 draft this offseason, as far as at the major league level, teams get a bit of a reprieve. A bit of a reprieve because always, 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 as teams are trying to assess their 40-man roster... There are those guys that, eh, do we want to leave this player unprotected because someone else might claim him and get him for basically nothing. Get him for basically nothing and use him against us for the next three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years. It can happen. Team's got a reprieve this offseason because there will be no Major League Rule 5 draft. There was a Minor League Rule 5 draft, but there was no Major League Rule 5 draft. So, there are players that teams were mentally wrestling about. Do we want to keep this player by putting him on our 40-man roster? And most of the teams bit. Most of the teams bit and added at least one player. At least one player. Whereas in reality, if they knew what was going to happen, like all those teams that added 10 guys, like Cleveland, then Cleveland added 8 or 10, and Tampa added 8 or 10. If they could have seen into the future, wouldn't it have been smart for them to say, oh, no, we're not going to, no, we're not going to add anybody. We're not going to add anybody because there's not going to be a Major League Rule 5 draft. You could see into the future like that. Wouldn't that have been cool? As it is with the Cubs, the Cubs added Nelson Velazquez and Ethan Roberts to the 40-man roster, along with adding Alfonso Rivas and, oh, who's the other one? There's one other, and I'm not going to look him up. I might think of them in the next couple minutes because I specifically looked them up a while back because I wanted to know who 
they were and let's see Rivas oh well um Rivas Roberts and Velazquez there is one other I'm not remembering who it is right now but uh who cannot be um sent down to the minors until 20 days before the season starts something like that which won't be very long really because it's going to be a shortened spring training but I wanted to mention three players who the Cubs will retain this offseason because there will be no Rule 5 draft. And all three of them, it's really useful to keep them around. It's really useful to still have them around. And any of the three, depending upon who was looking at what, what, which coach, uh, what, which scout was saying, any of the three could have been taken away for the mere fee of $100,000 and possibly never to return. The first of the three is Andy Weber. Weber is a... Hmm, I'm even trying to figure out how to phrase it. He's pretty much a, a, a center mix. Center mix as far as an infielder. I, because most guys are either bat first or glove first for instance andrelton simmons glove first um who you want to say bat first chase strumpf <laughs> kyle schwarber um but andy weber is good enough defensively that he's not a hack and his bat is also fairly good so i think he, he's pretty much about as balanced as you'll get but there's nothing that he does that is, um, what, better than Major League Average? He seems totally competent at all, a whole bunch of things. And there could have been a team that decided, you know what, we want to take a chance, grab Andy Weber, stick him on our 40-man roster, get him into spring training, and see how it all plays out. That could have happened. It did not. Cubs are fortunate to still have Andy Weber in their organization. I'd have been kind of surprised if he'd have been taken. But still, it's nice to still have him around. Secondly, Brendan Little. I have been rather um, animated. <laughs> in my disapproval of Brendan Little from ever since the Cubs decided to draft him. Little had started at North Carolina and his season at North Carolina with the Tar Heels was not good. He was walking the entire universe for the short time he played for the Heels. And since in college the goal is to win games, it didn't take too long for the coaching staff to realize Brendan Little's not going to help us win any games this year. So he quit playing. Well, he quit getting used in games. And 
once you quit getting used in games, you kind of get the picture that you're probably not going to play a whole lot, if at all. So he realized that he wasn't going to play a whole lot, and he decided to work on some stuff out in the bullpen when he was doing bullpens because he wasn't going to pitch in any games. He knew that. So he worked on some things out in the bullpen, and eventually came up with a different sort of a delivery, blah, 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 etc. And he ended up using that to some level of success at the junior college level the next season. And the Cubs ended up drafting him. And it took him a while, but he's finally figured out both um, control command to an extent, he's certainly no, um, he's certainly not elite at avoiding walks, at avoiding wild pitches or whatever, however you're going to phrase it. But he's certainly better than he had been. But what makes little useful is left-hander, tossing 95, and he has when it's working, a really good back foot slider. To me, that sounds like an asset that you like to have around, at least for one more season, to give him one more season to find out, can he completely figure it out? Can he um, make himself even more useful? Can he guarantee himself a spot on the 40-man roster in the offseason next cycle? What's going to happen with the Cubs round about ew, April 4th, April 5th, April 6th, April 7th, somewhere in there, there's going to be a whole bunch of pitchers that A, do not make the Chicago Cubs, and B, are sent to the Iowa Cubs, either as starters or relievers, either or, and... What happens then is it's almost like one of those WrestleMania things. Are you into WrestleMania at all? I'm, I'm really not, but I, I get the premise. You have like 16 people in the ring and the last person still in the ring wins. So what you end up doing is by whatever method, you try to toss someone else out of the ring. And to an extent, that's what it ends up being with pitching. You gotta stay healthy. You gotta keep getting outs. You gotta have the rep soto and the um Edgertronic and the Hawkeye numbers all saying, yeah, 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 yeah. His good numbers, they make sense, they're logical, they will continue at the next level. And you have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. If you can have a good week or two or three, then you want to back it up. I really like to phrase it in this fashion. When I'm listening to an Iowa Cubs game, what's going on in the first six or seven innings, to an extent, pay complete attention to it, but to an extent, completely disregard it. When you get to the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, Usually by then, in a triple-A game, the team has gone to their bullpen. 
team has usually gone to their bullpen by the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. And when it's time for the bullpen to come in, most of the time, Alex Cohen is going to be on the call. And Alex Cohen will be saying, well, okay, uh, Brendan Little is coming in. And Alex Cohen will tell you what Brendan Little has done recently for the season, how he did last year. And then he'll give you velocity readings. He'll tell you how his slider is looking. He will give you a reasonably decent take, a reasonably decent scout's look at how Brendan Little is doing. And then he will also, normally, because Alex Cohen is so good at his job, comp him to other guys on the in the organization. So when you listen for three or four weeks, or even five or six days, you listen enough times, Alex Cohen will announce how certain pitchers are doing. For instance, Ethan Roberts comes in, pitches, makes 20 pitches. Alex will explain to you how he did. Is his trend line up? Is his trend line down? Is he looking like he probably belongs at the next level? How is Brendan Little doing? How is Locke St. John doing? How is uh, Eric Yardley, the sidearm pitcher guy, doing? And much of the time, Alex will make note of which guy or two belongs at the next level more than the others. So you're getting a situation, if you listen to the games in the 7th and the 8th and the ninth innings, even if you didn't listen to all of Brendan, uh, Brendan Davis's at-bats, by the 7th, 8th, and ninth innings, you're getting a proper read on which I-Cubs relievers make sense to get called up. Why is that? Because Alex Cohen knows what he's doing, he's good at his job, and he explains which pitchers make sense to get called up. Well, why should I believe Alex Cohen? Because he's watching the games, all of them, and you're probably not. So if you're watching the Cubs game and the Cubs game gets over and you see the I-Cubs are in the eighth inning, flip it over. You can just listen to it on the radio. You don't, even, you don't even have to watch it. Alex will tell you what's going on. Alex will tell you what's going on and from that information, you will hear from Alex, who's watching all the games, which guys make sense to get called up. He won't necessarily say this, this other guy doesn't deserve to get called up. But of the eight or nine guys in the bullpen, these are the two guys that make sense. Maybe it's Ethan Roberts and Brendan Little. Maybe it is. But, it'll, but whoever it is, whoever the guys that are doing well, he'll let you know. And if none of them are doing well, then you know the Cubs are in trouble.
because you know they're going to need relievers at some point for some reason. And if none of them are doing well, then the Cubs are in trouble. But if Alex is noting that three or four of the relievers are doing fairly well, and when somebody gets injured, one of those guys can get called up and give it a go, okay, it's fine. So I've given you a bit of a on um, Brendan Little and on Andy Weber. One other name that I don't know if he belongs here or not, but it's my podcast, so I'm going to include him. Jonathan Perlaza. Jonathan Perlaza had been a Cubs prospect shortstop. But at some point along the line, 2020, 2019, somewhere along those lines, the Cubs realized that at shortstop, he was making some errors. And when he was making errors defensively, he was taking his errors to the batter's box with him. So he would have bad at-bats because he was bad defensively. And when you have a player who is bad defensively and bad offensively, that's not a good mix. So the Cubs decided in 2021, let's try Jonathan Perlaza in right field. And through middle of, hmm, I don't have the day memorized, but there is actually literally a day on this. I don't know, it's hitting 2.30. Not horrible. Not we have to release this guy next week. But he wasn't really doing all that well offensively. He wasn't doing all that well defensively. Then the light switch went on. And for the rest of the season, Jonathan Perlaza was fantastic. And his numbers, when... um, Max Toma would talk about Perlaza's numbers. They were just, you've got to be kidding me as far as up to this certain point, his OPS was at this level. And after that, his OPS was a whole lot better than that. And Perlaza got to a point where I wanted him to be. I'm going to try that again. It's not that I wanted to add Perlaza to the 40-man roster. It, it isn't that. It wasn't that. My point was I didn't want to lose him in the, 40, in the uh, Rule 5 draft because I had heard enough, seen enough, all that kind of stuff. He was impressing the heck out of me, and I didn't want to lose him. And I don't know if a team was going to be willing to be aggressive enough to claim Jonathan Perlaza in the Major League Rule 5 draft. I doubt it. But since now it doesn't matter, it's all the better. Because Jonathan Perlaza had fought his way through to advanced A-ball. And the last two months of the year, he was better in the league. He was better than the league, and it wasn't close. If there was MVP for the last, like, two months of the season, he'd have been right up there. He was that good. Jonathan Perlaza should be in double-A ball in 2022. Perlaza in right, 
Canario in center. I'm not sure who you're putting in. I'm not sure who you're putting in left. But no, um, the depth is starting to grow in the pipeline. It's not just there's this guy and that other guy and the other guy and the other guy or the there's the guys that are on the um, top 20 and then there's a couple other guys maybe. There's a whole lot of really good players in the Cubs pipeline. Hitters, pitchers, outfielders, left-handers, right-handers, all that kind of stuff. And that the Cubs didn't really lose anyone significant in the Rule 5 draft at all this offseason is a positive harbinger for 2022. Because late in the season, things were looking really good. That doesn't mean that every player that was hoped to be good was doing better than was to be expected. Jason Santana, Ismael Mena, neither of those two had a particularly strong season. There were a whole bunch of pitching injuries. There's going to be some pitching injuries this year. We already know that. But keeping Andy Weber, Jonathan, Perla Jonathan Perlaza, Brendan Little is a nice step in the right direction. I don't know if I'm geared up for the baseball season, for the minor league baseball season yet. I'm certainly not geared up for the major league season. But I'm definitely interested in stuff like how will Jonathan Perlaza do in double A? How will Johendrik Piango do in advanced A ball? Is Cole Roeder finally going to be healthy? How's Pete Crow Armstrong going to do? All those kind of questions. Will Kevin Maday? Be the starting shortstop for South Bend. All those kind of questions. All the rotations should have at least three or four totally valid and interesting starting pitchers. And what it really does start to sound like is when there is a player who is done for the season when the Cubs are forced into calling in someone from the outside. It sounds like the names that they're bringing in are actually somewhat interesting. Instead of, well, here's a guy that mid-level college was tossing 86, 87, and we're going to have him be the starter. No, that's not it anymore. That's not really it anymore. Um, the relievers they're bringing in, are guys who are tending now toward being guys who are college starters so they have the endurance built up and since they're only going an inning or two when they pitched at 93-94 in college now they're up to 96 or 97 as a reliever and the starters are also 
seemingly getting there? We'll find out. But most of the lineups should at least be interesting, competitive, however you want to put it. And I'm very happy that the Cubs get to keep Andy Weber, Brendan Little, and Jonathan Perlaza because a few owners decided, you know what? My scouting is so horrible. I don't want to trust my scouts to lose talent in the Rule 5 draft or whatever it was, whatever the logic was. Um, I'm glad the Cubs lost nothing in the Major League Rule 5 draft. And by the second week of April, I will probably be ready for, major, for minor league baseball. I don't know if I'll be ready for Major League Baseball, but I'll be ready for Minor League Baseball. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend.